Welcome back to the Starter Five Podcast on SB Nation Greasy Red Blues. I am the one, the All Star, P Sharp. <laughs> the guys. Well, shoot, if you're All Star, then I'm an All Star too. Then I'm at underscore Scott Lead on Twitter. I guess we all All Stars around here. This your guy, Young Trev. Uh, just want to formally welcome Giannis to the Guru Game. For those that don't know, uh, he was eating some lemon pepper wings from Wing Guru. Next time you're in Memphis, you need to try that lemon pepper hot from the Guru. So, hey, shout out. What's up? Yeah, I guess I'm the all-star snub because I haven't went to win Guru yet. Um, and so um, it's your boy, Sheedy, though. And what's going on, y'all? Shout out uh, shout out to y'all, Tef, Shakir. Um, y'all all-stars, but I'm the big man superstar in this thing. Let's get it. Yes, yes, yes. So remember to follow us on Twitter at starting5, the number 5, M-E-M. Follow Gristy Bear Blues at SBN Gristy's and listen to the other podcasts on the network, 3D Podcast, Core 4 Podcast, and GBB Live. And of course, read the blogs that are coming out, spitting out on a daily basis from Gristy Bear Blues as well. But this week's episode is All Star Week and All Star Day. Um, they did have a celebrity game, uh, two on two game. Uh, I'm going to reference Little Baby being trash again. He had. Job Moran, our very own Job Moran, introducing him in this video, and he talked about people don't think that, you know, people don't know that I can hoop. I can hoop. Went out there and slowed out. I'm like, nah, bro. I just don't. I ain't, I ain't jiving with it. <laughs> but the Grizz this week, they went two and one if you count the Houston game. So the last recording, we didn't, we kind of, because we recorded before the game, we just went off of what we thought they were going to do in the last latter two games of the week, which they went one and one against Washington and Milwaukee. Which Milwaukee game came down to the final second. So, guess we'll just start really. How you feel about the week and um, the Milwaukee game execution down the stretch, starting with Scalp? Um, I'm okay with the week. I think it, I appreciate, I definitely uh, like the, the blowout win against Houston. Houston was struggling. And so, um, I think that was good because I think when uh, I think Justin Winslow had a pretty good, yeah, he, he led the team in scoring that game. So, it was good to kind of see him. Um, get his um, feet underneath him after really being out of the game for a, about a year. So um, it was good to see him do well in that one. Um, definitely good to see John Morant take it to um, the guards for Washington, um, Westbrook and Bill. You saw that you see right there that he has 35. Um, I would really, really have liked that Milwaukee game though. There's just, I think for me, it's just one of those games that were like, if you want um respect from ESPN. If you want respect from other teams, then you gotta you gotta be able to win games like this. Um in my opinion, you have the game in your hand. Um but I think a late turnover by Ja and um some some things that didn't go Memphis's way down the stretch. Um it, it, it resulted in the loss. But um all in all it, it was two and one pretty good week, but you really want that game against Milwaukee and, and I hate they didn't get it. Yeah, I, I'll echo what uh, Scott was saying in terms of the Milwaukee game. That's one of them games where it's like a huge momentum builder going into the All-Star, All-Star break. If you can get that game against Milwaukee, then sky's the limit once you come off from the All-Star break. Uh, so I'll just back it up and then uh, finish it out with the Houston game. As Scott said, it was great to see Justice uh, finally get his feet on the room. Uh, shout out to the bench who actually still outscored Houston 85 to 84. So even if we just had all of our bench points, we still would have won this game. Uh, as far as the Washington game, as Scott was said, mentioned, it was just Job Morant just imposing his will. Uh, something I feel he needs to do more of. Uh, he done it in this game. He done it in the Washington game. He also did it in the Milwaukee game as well. Uh, unfortunately, we were unable to come up short. 
wasn't a fan of that last play. And I'm pretty sure we'll probably go into a little detail with the rest of the guys, so I'll leave it to them. Wasn't a fan of the last play of, of that uh, timeout by Taylor Jenkins. I'm not sure what was the original plan there. Was it to get Desmond Bain open for three? Was it to get somebody cut to the rim? Not sure about that. But, um, again, kudos to the Grizzlies for just a hell of an effort. Uh, lost to a better team in Milwaukee. But 2-1, um, you would definitely take that going to the All-Star break. Yeah. Um, the microcosm here is you every section of games, you want to make sure that you're above 500. Um, and so if we're looking at these three games in particular, we notice that we're above 500, right? We won two out of three. Um, would we have liked that last one? Yeah. Um, I mean, if Jay Rue doesn't drop off Dylan right there at the end um, and hits a, a fadeaway, so to speak, a step back, um, you know, th that game is different. Um, but also, even before that, right, is it, the, the inbounds play, which, like I said, uh, well, like you said, Trevor, we'll probably discuss here momentarily. Um, this team goes as the bench goes um and so when jenkins has a good rotation going the bench is really where we need to be igniting us um you'll see job moran still have these great nights you'll see valentino still have these great nights because we still employ our backups to come in and be with them as well um and so two and one of course like i said one at the game right before the all-star break um but you know that was a tough loss um and that loss to me at the end of the game like that is not on the players um that game loss right there was execution in regards to what is the actual play um and so for us to be watching the game and not know exactly what the play is and for the coach to tell us later on what the play was drawn up for um that just doesn't work um there's no reason that john Morant takes the ball out back to back times um and he's got 35 right that he that's not enough time for him to make a, a good move here. i think it was like two seconds left or something like that um for him to make a move and you know score uh with spacing so um didn't like that play at the end but this could have easily been three and oh but we'll take two and one um and get ready for what happens after the all-star break yeah going into the all-star break uh two and one is definitely positive momentum especially you know looking at the the bucks game like we lost about one but that was a really really good game um so i think like when we were talking about you know the the, the bucks game right we joked around and said hey if we get Giannis, we'll be good but it's like really the other players for other teams that beat us right and i think we joked about you know uh chris middleton and, and connington and you look at what happened at the end of the game is literally chris middleton coming back in the two we get them back then pat connington come out hit a three we match them. And then, you know what I'm saying? Chris Middleton get back to the line for two more. And then Drew Holiday finishes off. So it's like the other people, you know, coming in and we joked about it, but that's exactly what happened with the bus game. And we, you know, we talked about, you know, you guys talked about the last possession. Of course, we don't want John Murray taking the ball out for sure. But, you know, um, at this point is is a, is a living lesson learned. Um, I'm pretty sure excuse me, pretty sure Coach Jenkins learned something from that whole, you know, last two minutes of the bus game too, because I honestly feel like it could have went back and forward. I feel like, you know, with five, 10 seconds left, maybe we could have won that game uh, because we were going literally back and forth. So, you know, a point loss against a Bucks team that's really good, you know, that's honestly, but still finding themselves. 
um, because they started DJ Augustine and, and you know, put Drew Holiday off the bench. So uh, I think that was kind of key in their development. They're still trying to find their way. So you can tell, like, two teams really literally trying to find their balance. But, you know, we got to give our hats off to John Morant, you know, 35 points back to back you know, going against his idol, taking it to Russell Westbrook, you know, they're going back and forth, you know, watching them have fun going at it. And then, you know, doing this thing against the Bucks. So Jaws hearing us, uh, he's listening to that pressure. He's listening to when I say you need to be the second, you know, highest, what, what I say, the second field goals, as far as field goals, you need to be second and number one in assists. Like, that's what we need. Like, that's not what we want. That's what we need in order for us to, to succeed as a Grizz to this day and going forward, like we, we need that from him. I think he'll continue to, to come through for us. Yep. Yep. Uh, very good week. Could have been a great week. Uh, it just happened to win that game against Milwaukee. Now me personally, I know Grizz, Grizz Twitter, of course, man. So they lost. Oh, I should did this. I did that. I, I honestly was very satisfied with the result. The reason why, when was the last time Grizz had a close game? They've had 18 up to that, up to that point, 18 straight games. Where the point where either win or loss, it was decided by at least nine points. They're not used to it. They're not mm-hmm. used to it. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a learning lesson. What happened in the game? I'm glad it happened. I mean, sure, I want them to win, but I was like, they haven't been in that position in two months. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to actually be in close games to know what to do in those situations. So, yeah. I have no problem with anything that happened. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, also, like, I think he understands it was supposed to be an alley to. Brandon Clark out. He didn't even drive to the rim. I guess Drew Hart, they cut it off. I understood it. I slick wish Destin Bain should have just got in and pulled it. I understood it. He, the play was trying mm-hmm. to get the job, but I, I think he would have – and it still looked good when he when he released it, but I think he probably would have made it if he had no – I'm just catch and shoot instead of trying to pass the job first. I right, do potentially cut it off. Now I got to shoot. But it was it was no problem with it, uh, in my opinion. I was proud of the comeback. The Grizzlies normally don't make double-digit comebacks. They were down by 18 in the first quarter, and they made a run. You know what I'm saying? Like, though these last two months, when they were down double digits, they lost by double digits. There was no coming back. And they actually came back and probably should have won the game, had control. Now, the last two games of the week, beat Houston by 50. Almost 50. 49. You say 50. You say 50. Yeah. I guess that's why I'm not going to go to the Houston head. Like you said, something about karma on LBR too. That yeah, with Houston, that might be revenge from that revenge game. Revenge for that game too. <laughs> but uh, <sighs> pretty much, pretty much control Washington. Y'all came out, scored thirty-five on Russ and Bradley Beal. Shout out to Dylan Brooks with energy, and Bradley Beal even had to say something about him after the game. He said he did well guarding him. Shout out to uh, Trevor getting one full stock. And uh, <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk stop. about it. Later. We'll talk about it later. A full stop. Yep. Get out of here. <laughs> but um, and also, Ja, the referees in the NBA hurt you. Got to the free throw line twenty five times combined the last two games. They hurt you. Yeah, most of. And then, uh, just want to commend the Grizzlies on, and it's kind of hilarious that we're bringing this up. This is why I commend them on their defense as far as um. Holding them to just holding Milwaukee just 10 threes for the entire game after Milwaukee knocked down nine in the first half. Uh, so you definitely got to uh, give the Grizzlies credit there because that's one of the things ultimately led to them making that comeback from double digits and just putting them in position to win. So just want to commend the Grizzlies defensively towards guarding the three point line, uh, making that adjustment in the second half. Yep. Yep. That's definitely. 
So, two in one week. Who is your star of the week? Um, star of the week for me are the referees. I'm rolling with the referees this week. Um, I appreciate them for understanding how often John Morant protects the best. Um, I appreciate them leading John Morant to 25 free throws in two games. Now, what I need them to do is keep that same energy. John Moran has not – nothing changed about John those last two games. He's just got calls. And so I just hope that the ref keep that same energy and keep continuing to call whistles and fouls for John Moran. So it's the, it's the refs for me. I appreciate them for rocking him with the people from the 901. Well, I bring this guy back to life from my Let's Be Real podcast, so I got to bring Tunica Trevor back because I it was perfect timing. My star of the week is Dylan Brooks. I, I got to give it to him. Um, his defense on uh, John Wall, John Wall shot 4 of 16 uh, in the blowout win against Houston, against Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill shot 8 of 18. Uh, didn't really do much as far as trying to stop Giannis, but his energy and his defense played a pivotal part in Memphis getting back in that game against Milwaukee. Uh, so for at least for this go round, uh, I got some dividends for this one stock I got in Dylan Brooks Island. So my star of the week is Dylan Brooks. Shady, if you don't mind, before you go, I do want to 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 what Trevor just said. I think it was it's really important to mention what Dylan Brooks did those last two games. I think Sharky talked about Memphis not being them not um, having close games. And so he also talked about how Memphis uh, came back from the deficit they had. That deficit, um, Dylan Brooks was the reason why Memphis, it, it always felt as if they could come back, right? Yep. It always felt like, okay, they just need like a run or two just to get back in the game. And then that's what they act like when they get back in the game. And, but Dylan Brooks was hellacious on defense and so we talk about how bad or inconsistent he is on offense but defensively he locked in for those last two games and i think he was a huge component to why that game was close um for the grizzlies and bucks cool um i'm going to keep uh this unorthodox trend going um that i had um and so my star of the week actually goes to national respect and in regards to national respect it comes from Bradley Bill, who is the points per game leader right now, and saying how great Dylan Brooks played defense on him. It also goes to Giannis for talking about how great of a player John Morant is. Not the not the wings, right? Yeah. But the player himself. And so it, it's not it's not gonna boast itself for like the remaining of this season. But when you have two legitimately all-stars that are actually starting all-stars mention Memphis Grizzlies and the great things that are happening here in Memphis, that's going to help with recruitment for those players to actually come and want to play uh, here in Memphis, uh, unlike people that talked about the Utah Jazz and, and all that stuff. Um, but that's neither here nor there. We don't care about the Jazz. But to me, again, national respect um, was, for me, um, my star of the week. That's a great one, Sheedy, and I can't believe you actually missed the third point, and that's, you know, bringing back Lil Baby, you know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of how slow he played, like, Lil Baby giving, you know, John Morant the respect he deserves and allowing him to intro him, you know, in a, in a Bleachers Report event, I think national, 
national wise, like nationally wise, you you can't get any better than that for Josh. So shout out to him, hopefully. And I'm sure he will be an all-star eventually uh, one day. But uh, my star of the week will actually be Justice Winslow. Um, I like what I'm seeing from him. Um, he looks a lot more comfortable. He looks like he's, his body is definitely back. Um, offensively, he's doing his thing. Um, he can score, you know, more consistently what he had six against Milwaukee, but he also had 10 boards. And I think we're looking at what Jay Crowder was doing for us as far as uh, Justin Winslow go, like doing the, uh, being the other guy, you know, shooting the open shot, you know, of, you know, hitting him eventually, but, you know, making the extra pass. Like we're seeing Justice Winslow, you know, defensively, he's doing, pre- he's doing pretty good. He can be a lot better, you know, as advertised. Um, and I'm pretty sure he'll get there once he's more confident in, you know, the Grizz game, the Grizz system and his own body. But I like what I'm seeing from Justice Winslow. Yep, yep. Uh, I think Justice, he's that difference on defense where uh, the defense is definitely, since he's been back, has went to a different, yeah, they definitely got to a different level. And you have him to think for that. Also, Dylan Brisk, you know, he missed a couple of games. So both of them just kind of combined together. That's kind of they're going pretty good. So, so now next time we play the Pelicans, we actually have somebody in Justice who can guard Zion otherwise beforehand. We didn't. Um, <laughs> but um back to scouting um Trevor's point earlier. I was like Dylan was the only person who could even attempt to even shoot in that walking game. He was the only person who was even on offense, he was the only person getting it going because John was like he started out over eight, over mm. six from three. So Dylan single-handedly, he probably didn't bring us back from 18, but he kept it from like 18 to 13 to 10. He kept us in the range to make the comeback, like Scott said. Then John and JV got it going, and that's when we actually made the comeback with the defense combined with our actual people who scoring, they actually scored. So, but for my start of the week, I'm actually gonna go with DeAnthony Melton. And for just a simple reason, he had a really good week. He had uh he 14 against Houston, 20 against Washington, which is a great game. Six for 10 for three in that game. Mm-hmm. And he only had six against Milwaukee, but he won two for three. He only played 15 minutes. I think that's real key because when – I think, to me, the rotation is going like this. When somebody gets hurt or they miss some games, outside of like Dylan, somebody's spot is getting taken between DeAnthony Milton and Grayson Allen. They're, tra- they're taking turns taking each other's spot. I think now – I know Jenkins loves – Grayson, but I think now after the concussion, the way Gorge Kyle has played, I still think DeAnthony Melton may have taken his spot once he gets back. Because last time when DeAnthony was out, that's when Grayson took his spot. They kind of been just taking turns, taking each other's spot. So I still think going forward, DeAnthony Melton might take Grayson's spot. Might. I'm not, I ain't going to say it's a given, but I still think through the way he's been playing lately and just that's how it's been on this season. Yeah, but I don't want us to fall victim of, you know, what's going on now because Grayson Allen is still Grayson Allen. Like, you still ask me, and I still think he's the eventual starter. You know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely feel what you're saying. Like, them, them canceling out each other is crazy. Like, it's good for competition. Yeah, it's back and forth. Themselves. Um, but it, 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 it's it's kind of a, a good problem to have because both of those are good players that do almost the exact same thing, but then a way they're kind of different as well, which make them both special. So, yeah. And I think that another point of it, too, is over the offseason, you know, we spent money for DeAnthony, uh, right? Grayson is still on the contract with us. But, I mean, if we're going to put up the money for DeAnthony, let's actually see what he can give us as well. Um, and you can't expect someone to give. And I'm not shout out to anyone like that. Like, we, you don't know what someone can give you if they're going to ride the bench. 
Um, and so it would be absolutely pointless. It was like over eight and a half million. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, and so if you're going to be paid at least that, I need you to at least give me eight minutes, right? Or, or more than um, per game to see if this was really worth me to get or do I need to trade you um, for something else? Well, move forward to a former Grizzly and current starting point guard for the best record, best team in the league, best record in the league, Utah Jazz, Mike Co. Conley Jr. Finally, yes, it was injury replacement. I don't care. He made all star right. team. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Shout out to Captain Finally. Mike. But we got a question. Who is the best player? Who is the current now all time? Who is the current best? Who is the current best player in the NBA to not be an All Star? Now that Michael Conley Jr. is an All Star, and yes, I'm saying his mm. full name. Um, I'll go first. For me, I, I, I don't know. I've I've been a big fan of Lou Williams. Lou Williams has been always been able to ball. Lou Williams has won six men of the year also has been robbed of six men of the year for what like eight to ten years it seems like he is like him and like jamal crawford that that award is notoriously known for them but um lou williams has consistently been able to put up between 16 20 points per game um i know he probably won't be at the top of many people's list but he's always been able to put the ball in the uh put the ball in the hole and i've always kind of wanted that 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 also game to be feel like the feel of 21 and Lou Williams and Jamal Crawford are like Mr. 21 to me. Like they, they get the ball in good luck trying to get them to stop them from going to getting to 21. So for me, it's Lou Williams. Yeah, that's actually not a bad choice there, Skylar. Uh, I think what kind of hurts Lou Williams in that whole thing is the question of what he's going to do uh, if he had starter minutes. Like even now when he was trying to figure out his role, when he figured out that the six man role, was actually his best fit. I think that kind of hurts him a little bit. Even he him himself has said, like, hey, I'm good coming off the bench. I want to come in the game where everything is already happening. I'm just wanting to get my field in and things that nature. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad choice. Uh for me, it's CJ McCollum. I know he's currently hurt right now, but uh CJ McCollum has been one of the reasons the Portland Trailblazers are where they are currently. And if you guys watched in the bubble this past season, he's the reason Memphis did not go to the playoffs uh, last season. It's just that simple. Like CJ McCollum making those plays down the stretch with a bad back, I might add, uh, was what eventually got Portland the eighth seed. And I think it hurts them now because Portland hasn't missed a beat because Dame is Dame. And then the emergence of uh, Gary Trent Jr. And then we're not going to even mention Melo, who uh, is still being Melo. But uh, C.J. McCollum, I think if he was anywhere else at this point in his career, playing for somebody else and still putting up the numbers that he's putting up, he probably would have gotten the knock. So uh, my pick would be C.J. McCollum. Yeah, I have a few, um, and I don't want to ruin Shark, and I don't want to ruin two with mine. So I'm just going to keep mine to one for now. Um, And if I'm looking at this season – uh, in particular, I know it's like currently like who's in the NBA that has not had an all-star um, appearance. Um, my pick, based upon what I'm seeing this season, will actually be Tobias Harris. Um, Tobias has, when when Embiid's out, Tobias becomes a focal point. He becomes more of a second or uh, score or even the first um, for that. And then you have Ben Simmons, who's kind of like moved into more of a defensive role. Um, so 
Doc's been needing Tobias to score more. Um, his points are up. His rebounding is up. Um, his assists are kind of staying consistent. Um, but it's hard to get in there with all the forwards in the East, um, with Jason Tatum and stuff like that, um, and other players, uh, Kevin Durant, um, to be mentioned. But to me, Tobias Harris. But do come back. I got a few more. That's a really, really good one, and Tobias Harris. And right, like th- coming into the season, I was like, can Tobias Harris show us All Star? You know, his All Star potential. He's finally doing it, right? Um, so I actually have two of them. One is on a technicality because Devin Booker technically wasn't an All Star this year. Um, so I mean, because he because of injuries, he's in technically, but you know, he'd be he'd be one for sure next year. But uh, he's one of them. But the other, if we're talking this season alone, I gotta go Colin Sexton. I mean, dude putting up 25 points a game for a Cleveland Cavaliers team that's three games out of the eight seed. And, you know, I know people say Cleveland, they suck. And they're a young and upcoming team. Uh, they got a lot of older veterans that they're about to get rid of for either expiring contracts or, you know, draft picks, which will help for their future. But right now, Colin Sexton averaging 25 points a game, but they're only three games out the eight seed in the East. So right now, I mean, that, that'll get my nod. Cool, cool. Good names. Good names. Uh, mine's, I, have, I guess I have a second one since Trevor. We got the same one, CJ McCollum. I think he would have been well on his way to making it this year if he didn't get hurt. He was average. He's averaging, before he got hurt, twenty almost 27 points a game. Uh, I think he would have been on his way to making it this year, but fortunately he got hurt. Um, and I think the same reason that hurt Mike Conley as well, although he's in now, I think he missed like a good five, six, seven game stretch. And they hurt him because he was getting all star like recognition. And then after he got hurt, it kind of died down afterwards. So uh same with him. Uh, a couple other players to note, just Job Morant, of course. I would say arguably be Job for, for what you yeah. just said too. Job like injury injury yep. probably played a role in, in in his votes. Um another player who's good, and you saw him, you saw him in the bubble, Jamal Murray. But in the regular season, he started getting going lately, but like in the first mm-hmm. month or two, he was kind of yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like record season. He doesn't doesn't do much, but playoffs he turned up. So that's just how he that's how you roll. Yeah, yeah so I, I'll have to say with Jamal Murray, uh, if he had had the kind of season similar to what Donovan Mitchell was having, I'm pretty sure he right. would have gotten the nod because yep. they both kind of taken that next step in the bubble and had they kind of replicated that the way Donovan Mitchell has. I think Jamal Murray possibly has a spot. Yep. Yeah, um, and I'm going to leave these few names just for people to consider moving forward. Um, next season, season after that, we know John Moran. John Moran is going to definitely be an all-star. Um, mark my words, um, next year for sure. I'm, I'm calling it now. Uh, you know, Clay Thompson will be back. But a few names. Um, Terry Rozier, um, whose numbers continue to rise. Uh, Fred Van Fleet, whose numbers also continue to rise. Um, SGA, who also has been scoring more points and assists. Um, and this person, he might this is he might be the only person because Bradley Bill, I feel like was the last person that made like over 30 million a season that's not been an all-star. This man's name is De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. It's coming. A lot of money to not be in the all-star, but it's a loaded West with a lot of guards. Um, so it's always hard to find that spot. Um, but those are a few other gems um for players to look out for. Watch out for reigning rookie of the year, uh, of soon to be reigning of rookie of the year. Like the numbers he putting up, like more wins. Mm -hmm. Eastern Conference too. In the Eastern Conference, he may be star next year. (laughs) Probably count if you want. But to Shady's point, though, a lot of what 
um, LaMelo's been able to do has kind of served as a benefit for Terry Rose here because now Terry just has to just focus on putting the ball in the hole. True. And True. Hey. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, two, you want to bring up Doc Poe? Oh, yeah. So, uh, shout out to y'all. Shout out um, for allowing me to express my frustrations yet again with ESPN. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, ESPN did a column on the most iconic, the word, keyword, iconic dunkers for a team. And, you know, y'all make sure y'all go read that. It's actually pretty dope. But they selected John Morant as the most iconic Grizz uh, player. You know, as far as the dunking goes, and it, it it kind of put me in a amount of disrespect. Like I've seen some incredible dunkers in Grizz jerseys. You know, from from Dante Jones to Show Miles Swift to Rudy Gay's to all of those in the world. So I went to you know had to have some fun with Twitter. You know, and it's still on the Sign Five. Um, make sure y'all go check it out. I don't think y'all can still no they can't still vote. So we got the results. And according to y'all, sixty percent of y'all agree with me that Show Miles Swift. Is the most iconic dunker, you know, to wear a Grizz uniform. And I agree a hundred thousand percent. Um, even though I was, you know, the one that selected Hakeem Warwick, uh, simply because like that's one of my favorite players. And you know, as far as like the newer Grizz go, he was one of the first Grizzlies outside of Stromile Swift to, you know, even rep a Memphis uniform, you know, at an all-star game. So I think that was pretty iconic. But Stromile Swift de- definitely deserves it. Easily. Easily. Easy. My only thing with Akeem Ward, does he have like a in game dunk? A big game, a big time in game dunk. So like I, Stro- I want to say yeah against Yao as well with Stromal, but I'm not sure. I, I think he got a couple bodies though. He got a couple bodies. No, I said that's that's my only thing with Akeem Ward. Like, did he like legit catch somebody by like of course with Stro, he has one with Yao Ming. Although we didn't bring him up, Brandon Clark has one on Yao Mahimi. John has the one on Aaron Baines. So that's my whole deal with Akeem Ward and Rudy Gay as well. Because uh, I can't – please, Grizz Nation, remind me if uh, if I can't remember. Like, what was one of those games where Rudy Gay or Hakeem Ward just, like, caught a body on him? Oh, Rudy caught some bodies, dog. Oh, oh, oh. I said – I don't remember. I will go to YouTube once we're done, and I will research this. So that's my that's my whole thing. So that's why I voted Stroll as well because like you were guaranteed at least one dunk from Stroll or at least a post game. So I'm about to send you a video, dog. Rudy, Rudy got some bodies, man. All right, uh, Scott or Sheedy, y'all got anything though? Grizz uniform, not period. Grizz uniform. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's get it. All Star Week. We start back play again this Wednesday at OK, not OKC at uh versus Washington. Then we play versus Denver Friday. Then we play at OKC on next Sunday at noon. Section selection Sunday for college basketball. What is our record this week? I start off by saying I said you know five hundred team. Let me go. Give me that three and zero, man. Give me that three and zero. We, 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 we're rolling right now. We're rolling right now. Give me the three. You know, it's gonna be 19 16. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm gonna make my real quick. I really was sitting there thinking, I was like, dang, I want to go three. No, but I just feel like Memphis, gonna, Memphis is gonna Memphis. So give me two <laughs> and one, but I feel like they can go three. now. I feel like they can get that Denver game. 
I'm actually gonna go two and one as well, but I'm actually gonna say Memphis is gonna Memphis somehow. I think they actually get the game in Denver. I think they lose at home to Washington for some crazy reason. I don't know. Like you said, Memphis is going to Memphis themselves. I think they get the Denver game. I think they get the game at OKC. But I just think they're just probably too much – probably could be too much lag from all the time off in the All-Star break. That could possibly be a reason. But I just don't see them possibly getting the Washington game. So give me two and one. Don't give me that 0 and 3, Sheedy. 0 and 3, Man. Trevor opened up the can of worms. I was just about to eat from it myself. Um, I, I think Washington responds a little bit differently. I think Bradley Beal, um, after the All-Star game, has some type of outer body experience um, and, and does pretty well. I think the only game that – and I look forward to the Oklahoma City game, to be honest. Um, great guard play. Like I just mentioned, SGA is on his way uh, to being an All-Star, so is John Morant. Um, and so I look forward to that. Um, Denver, there's, I don't believe we, we beat Denver, honestly. Um, that's why I do disagree there. Um, Denver is just, they're loaded so well. Um, I just don't see us beating them. So I'm not going to go 0-3. I'm definitely not going to go 3-0. and 0. Um, <laughs> Give me give me 1-2. and two. Damn, you might as well go on 0-3. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be with it doesn't make sense if I'm not different, so I got to be different. And hopefully, like it. and hopefully it's the opposite, because every time I, I say something, it goes opposite. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, That's true. That's true. yeah keep, you keep your negative energy, bro. I, 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 keep bet, it coming. I, I bet you be pulling up to the scene with your ceiling missing, too, huh? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Actually, give me uh, give me one and two. Uh, the Nuggets are actually on a four-game winning streak right now. And they actually beat the Bucks by 30 like last week. So I'm not even trying to hear nothing about us being Denver. If we beat Denver, I'll be very, very happy, trust me. But I don't see it. I think we'll uh, beat Washington. I think we'll blow them out again. And I think it'll be a close one in OKC, believe it or not. But I think we'll get that game. But Denver, i love to get it. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> I doubt that. So you mean two on one? I think you said one and two. Two on one, two on one. My bad, my bad. My oh, bad. okay. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. All right, my bad. All right. Hey, I feel you, Trevor. Uh, we have to Trevor. I feel you on it. Bradley Beal is gonna have a big game, and uh, in Memphis, you know, that might be his new home soon. So, Ooh. gotta come Ooh. to Beal Street with your last name and have a big game on, you know, it's your new yeah. home. <laughs> I feel them. Welcome but, over open arms, get some good food, right? <laughs> but that's it, man. All star, we enjoy the all star weekend. We get our rest. I, we get our rest. The players get their rest, get to watch Mike Hunt in the game. Remember, follow us, starting five, number five, Amy Young. Follow the Chris Bear Blues, SBN Grizzlies. Listen to all the other podcasts, the 3ND Podcast, Core 4, GBB Live, and us, starting five, as we lead off on Mondays after the All-Star game this week. Remember, follow me, the All-Star, the one, underscore P-Shark. I'm at underscore Scarlett on Twitter. Don't forget that I'm an All-Star. I'm at the Auto Trevor. First letter of each word is capitalized, except of, because it's a preposition. Builders of Dillard Brooks Island are being built soon, so be on the lookout. <laughs> and I'll build Noah's Ark and let y'all know I'm not an all-star. It's really cheaty. Follow me on Twitter. I'm kind of funny. Yes, sir. Make sure y'all follow me, man. Superstar Center is Shaquille Abdul Embiid at Tab Shaquille. <laughs> at Tab Shaquille, man. Holding it down in the paint for the starring five. Salute to y'all listening. Salute to Grizz Nation again for the votes for sure on ESPN that they know nothing about Grizzly sports. 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Shout out to that Memphis food that I miss. Man. Shout out and to y'all. Shout out to Mike Conley, man. Guru gang. <laughs> and please, please, next year, Grizz Nation, we need Sheedy in the All-Star game. We need to start at five as All-Stars, not four of the five like the Atlanta Hawks that year that they had the best record in the league. We need the four or five. Or did he trust so, All the, the Pistons. They beat the Lakers. Yep. So we should we have added Sheedy to the list of uh, greatest players that have not made an All-Star game? Yes. Agreed. Yeah. Hey, for the sake of, for, for the sake of conversation, real quick, would y'all mind like just going ahead, just giving away and got to go all into it? But who was y'all best player ever not to be an all star? I guess I'll start real quick. Mine was Richard Jefferson, Lamar Odom. Uh, mine was Rod Strickland, Andre Miller, and Jason Jason Terry. Oh, yeah, come in, man. Make, make sure y'all tag us, man. Let us know who y'all think the, the best players are for sure. For sure, for sure. Current and all time. Yep. For sure, for sure. Possibly on social media. But today's time, Grizz fans. Peace. Go Grizz. Peace. Go Grizz.